What's going on, you freaking babies? Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Matt, aka Legion X, and welcome back to another amazing episode of The Gap. I'm your host. With me, I have my co-host, Shane, aka The Bearded One. How are you doing today, Shane? You know, you know what, Matt? Every morning, I wake up, I drag myself out of bed, I go to the mirror, look myself dead in the eye, and without fail, I say, Nice cock. I thought you were gonna stop that at just every day I wake up. No, I had to. I, I had to play the nice cock. I mean, yeah, you. I know you fair. You did. Also, Shane <laughs> has a stream deck now. Yeah, so this he is, is now going to be using this. This is the first thing stream and in podcast. Yeah, this is the first thing we're doing with my new setup. So new mic, new toys to configure, new nice cock. Everything. Yeah, uh, he replaced his entire cock. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a new cock. <laughs> that's, that's, quite, that's quite impressive, actually. Yeah, You had to go smaller. It was too big. Yeah, but you know what else yeah. I think of in the morning when I'm just staring at the ceiling? Where's the damn me? fourth chaos emerald? Oh. I thought, uh, I, I thought that you were thinking of me. Well, I, do think I have my co-host. All right, Shane, just, how are you just doing today, get all your sound effects out. Nah, I'm I mean, don't worry. It's when you'll least no. expect it. Okay. It's when you least uh, I'm good. Uh, I'm currently in Ottawa, um, which is obviously our, our nation's capital, for a much-needed vacation. But even on vacation, you can't get you can't get rid of me. The gap cannot get rid of me, even when no, I'm supposed to be he, on vacation. He is sure as still wish here. We could. Okay. Well, that's nice. that, that's crazy. I love you. Are you okay? Because I was about to leave. I mean, like, if if I'm not wanted, I'm not wanted. But like, I, I'm doing fucking. I'm, I'm, I'm doing slightly less better than I used to, you know, because I, I'm not wanted. Call me oh, super. Fuck off. Wow. Call me. Call me Cry Hard Man. I'm the new Death Stranding character. That's just sad, dude. Josh, why you gotta be like that? Yeah, and uh, and uh, here's all the co-host. Okay, he's gone. He left. Oh yeah. Oh he uh, left. Um, what do we do when the uh, co when our other co-host Josh leaves? I don't um, know. I've never been in this situation before. Oh okay, God! He's back. Eric, he's I back. forgive you. And, and here's our other. Co <laughs> we also with our other co-host Josh. How are you doing today, Josh? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Yep. Alrighty then. I think <laughs> we have a we have a wonderful show planned. For y'all today, uh, we have some, uh, we have end of season awards to give out because the end of, of course, the end of the season, uh, we have, uh, some, uh, news to talk about as well as our featured anime of the podcast. And that is Assassination Classroom, chosen by yours truly. Uh, and so get ready for a discussion on both seasons of that show. Uh, you wouldn't want to miss it for the world. All right. So let's move on to our end of season awards because it's the end of a season season is over um and season as a whole it was a season that existed and that's yep. pretty much all i have to say about it. yo this shit was garbo mid <laughs> mid <laughs> this mid. was one of the like most <laughs> seasons <laughs> of an anime i've ever witnessed there was like six shows to okay to show how bad of a season this truly was 
I'm not fully caught up on like 90% of the shows that I watched this season because I just don't give a shit. There's a there's a lot of mid. There was a lot of mid this season. Uh most there was a lot of mid this season, which made the good stuff stand out more, but there's also a ton of mid and it was because of that I was pretty much like I was pretty much only watching consistently I think like four shows for three four shows that's it i was watching two yeah so i watched one and i only watched two episodes of said show so (laughs) yeah shane Shane did not watch anything so i'm pretty sure he's gonna uh not uh he's gonna reclude himself from this because i don't know if he's gonna have enough shows to talk about I'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna include myself in one category and only one category (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> is that best of the season because you watched one show? No, it's going to be best animation. Oh, okay. I shall include myself in two. All right, because that is also... Because that, that is also the first one we're talking about, which is what, uh, which is best animation. So, Shane, what show do you think had the best animation okay, of, well, se- of, of, the, of the season? Well... It is it's kind of a caveat because it's the only show I really watched this season. But it does so happen to have some really gorgeous animation, uh, especially from such an acclaimed studio. My pick for best animation was Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid S. Which is also my pick as well. Which is also uh, my yeah. pick as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh this it's, is this is a uh, uh so uh, uh so uh Kill Annie uh never misses. Welcome back. E- even after yeah. tragedy, they just don't miss. <laughs> They Welcome back, not, Annie. They missed you. They do not miss, and there's like just like and just like the the, the level of the character animation that they have is just unparalleled, frankly. Like like they, the way they animate characters is like the best. So yeah, especially with this season, it's a lot more action oriented because there's a lot more fight scenes than there was in the first season. So the, those Sakuga moments come out in spades, and they all look fucking incredible. Mm-hmm. I am erect. Pretty okay. much. And it, it makes it that much more impressive because of, you know, the whole uh, arson incident. Just they came back so strong, which makes it even more impressive than it normally would have been if nothing had happened. Yeah, like it's a it's a damn it's a damn impressive show. Uh, uh, no, it's a it's a damn impressive showcase. And I really enjoy and like. And the f- and and the fact they were able to come back this strong, I'm really excited to see what they have in store next for whatever show that they have next, which I'm pretty sure is that 1910s uh, period piece that they have in production. But I'm I don't know if that's still in production. But uh, in any case, Spencer, what did you think was had the best animation of the season? Uh, the best animation of the season obviously goes to Sunny Boy. Ah, yes, this was also a also good, good choice. Chingo Godsame does not ever miss. He really doesn't. And like, we f- we determined that he really does not miss. And what can I say about the animation aside from it's fluid? And it's almost like, it, it's just, it's, everything kind of melds into like these very, because the, the whole art style is very like flat. It's very flat colors. Um, but the way that it's, it's animated, it, there's moments of like pure Sakuga and then there's just 
small things that are just very fluid and the whole show moves and looks nice and for a show that is as genuinely insane as it is um it's really impressive to see like with this what some might consider a limiting a limiting art style what they can do with it just shows that you don't need to be super detailed to have gorgeous animation and it okay i probably side note i probably would have picked um dragon maid but since i haven't seen the first season i didn't watch this season so obviously special shout outs to kyo annie because I've seen shots from it, and it's absolutely gorgeous. And I'm very impressed with what they've done. But since I haven't seen it, I'm going to go with a very obvious secondary choice that is, of course, Sunny Boy. Well, yeah, that that's a good choice, too, because, like, you're 100% right. Shows with simplistic art styles are actually more prone to having, like, great animation moments because it's a lot easier for the animators to make them move. Whereas, like, a show with, like, a really detailed... Uh, busy art style it, it it takes a lot more time to time and effort to get the characters moving in like a really fluid way yeah uh yeah and that's a, and i think that's one of the things that i really loved about sunny boy in particular was that art style uh speaking of which let's talk about let, let, now sometimes now in a, in a season there's always shows that manage to surprise us spencer in what show was your biggest surprise of the season uh uh uh, uh, give me a second. Uh, I'm hmm. This is actually tough because not uh not a lot of things genuinely surprised me, but I will say my biggest surprise was Uramichi Onisan. Life lessons with Uramichi Onisan. Oh, I I knew you were gonna pick this. <laughs> uh, because it's a comedy, and for the most part, a comedy only has to succeed at being funny. And, but I didn't expect the absolute joy that is watching a man in his early 30s contemplate his entire existence in front of small children. And that in and of itself is hilarious. Because as I'm laughing at it, I'm like, oh god, I'm going to be one of those 31-year-olds that just is like, has to be happy, but occasionally just breaks and it's just like you know what kid don't have a dream because it'll be crushed eventually <laughs> and obviously big points have to go to the entire voice cast uh because you got mamoru miyano uh you got the person who plays gintoki uh i think the person who plays psyche is in it like it's a comedy cast so all the jokes are really funny and land I'd say a good 85 to 90% of them land. Some are a bit like old ground kind of treading it, but I was surprised not just by the quality of the jokes and the voice acting, but also, you know, that a show can be so, you know, so realistic and such a genuine look at like people's dream, like lives while also just laughing at the fact that people's dreams w won't come true. Like, the entire joke is a, like, the entire show that he's on is a parody of fucking an NHK show that runs every single day that's called Lessons with Mama. I, I did not, I, I did not yeah. know that, because I actually did not know that that show existed. 
yep, it is a complete satire of a show that makes fun, that like they are making fun of NHK and how they produce shows. Mm-hmm. I, I I can imagine that this show is not airing on NHK. <laughs> no, I do not believe so. I was gonna say because if it because if it is, like, that's a little bizarre. I think it's like Fuji TV or something like that. Yeah, that makes sense. All right, all right. Uh, Josh, do you have any show that surprises this season or no? Duke of Death. Duke yeah, of Death. Figures, figures. There it is. Yeah, the show was good, man. The show was fucking good. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> like, that I, has, that's all he has to say. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Like, is this good? Am I known it, for my long speeches? Mm-hmm. Yes, his very, his extremely long. It was good, man. Speeches. Shit hit good, man. Shit hit good. His shit indeed hit good. Uh, I have not seen Duke of Death yet, by the way. So I, you I watch I, it. I should absolutely watch it. Uh, my fa- uh, now my biggest surprise of the season is mostly a show that I didn't really talk about as much during the podcast this se- uh, this season. Uh, just mainly because there was a bunch of other stuff that was more just in my brain. But this show was consistently, I think, every week like one of the better shows that I was wa- uh, like one of the be- better shows of the season, and that's the Aquatrope on White Sand from PA Works. Um, uh, I have a love-hate relationship with PA Works, which is why I am really shocked as to why that Aquatrope, uh, Aquatrope turned out to be as good as it is. Uh, uh, it, it, no, it is, you know, it is the, per- it is a great, like, dramatic slice-of-life show. We don't get enough of those, and, no, uh, like, this, like, it's extremely light on plot, it's all about character, and it's done extremely. And with the character animation that PA Works does, and the way that they like to do it, I, and uh, it it it's a far cry from a lot of the more fantastical stuff that they've usually tried to do with this type of care with these char- type of characters. And I really would like them to do more of this, where it's more down to earth, grounded stuff, and oh, and it's extremely gay as well. Uh. Uh, and Did I th- someone and so say it, gay? <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, and uh, it, it's extremely gay, extremely Yuri, and I love that. So it's one of so if you haven't seen Akatope on White Sand, go check it out. It's double core, so it's actually going to be airing into next season as well. So it's highly so I highly recommend checking it out. Um, however, for every surprise, there's always some disappointments. Shane. No, Shane didn't pick anything. So, because he only watched one show. So, uh, Spencer, mm-hmm. what show did disappointed you the most this season? Uh, I have a, I have a feeling drop. I know what this is. Let me go into my drop folder. Um, I, will I, ha- say... I have a sneaking suspicion I know what this is. Uh, let's go with the fucking drugstore East guy. Oh, the drugstore Isekai. Okay, this thing, I didn't. This thing was boring. I watched the one episode. I got through. I let me check three. I wasn't mm-hmm. expecting anything from it, anyways. I got through three episodes and went great. That's it. Great. That, I went cool. It, it it existed. Uh, really good plan. You know, when you're making an Isekai, is to drop your 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 uh your viewers just into the middle of bullshit 
-hmm. with yeah, no explanation, like, with no explanation of the characters or why he's there or how he's doing what he's doing, but just you know, drop us in, give us a cute little dog lolly, um, and uh, yeah, yeah. There's a little like like Beast Girl like dog werewolf lolly uh, that furious. is furious. Typing sound. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Josh is immediately interested. Uh, <laughs> uh, but um, and uh, reuse animation. God, that show has so much reused animation. You got. You love to see it, man. You love to. See you it. love like, to see a show that doesn't need a lot of animate, like high grade animation. Still reuse animation. <laughs> my favorite thing about it, though, okay, because I was interested because I watch, you know. Um, I've been killing slimes for 300 years and maxed out my level, which was really good, actually. I enjoyed it for what it was. Uh, and this looked like another, you know, relaxed isekai where you can just kick your feet up and just enjoy life. Uh, and then I watched the first episode and I'm like, wow, that was kind of meh. And then I watched the second episode and I'm like, okay, if it doesn't get better, I'm going to drop this. And the third episode happened and I dropped it. Uh, and that's why it is uh, fucking disappointing because I was excited for it. This is Spencer's mm -hmm. actual experience watching this show. Oh, no. Yeah, pretty much. Thank you. Yeah, God, yep. yeah pretty much. Thanks, Knuckles. Yep. Yeah, thanks, Knuckles. By the way, uh, uh, I don't chuckle. Yeah, I'd rather flex my muscles. Mm -hmm. I will hurt you guys. That's fine. It's I mean, probably, I, yeah, I probably deserve it. I'm fucking nine hours north of you, so make the, sorry, I'm more like seven hours north of you. Make the trip. All right, in any case, uh, Josh, is there any show that disappointed you this season? Uh, I watched two shows, and both of them were excellent. Okay, then I I, su I suspect no. Uh, all right, uh, the show that disappointed me this most this season uh, is a sh no, uh, no, is uh, one that Spencer is going to hate me for. Um, so uh, my most disappointing of the season goes to Higarashi no Nakakoromi Sotsu. I'm not uh, interesting. I'm not caught up, so but I can totally see it from how it it's worked so far. That's an interesting. Ooh, um, uh, so so Shane, do you like the characters of Higarashi? Well, of course I do, Matt. Higarashi has. Do you want to see a couple of them become unredeemably uh, unredeemably evil? Well, that just seems like the natural progression, right? <laughs> that just seems like the natural prog natural progression. I don't know. My problems with Sotsu. Are that uh, no, my problems with Sochu are thus. If you're going to if you're going to make a character if you're going to make a previously good character evil, please have justification for it beyond hi, a witch did it. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, no. So oh. minor spoiler, yeah, uh he's completely correct. Satoko is completely <laughs> irredeemable. She Satoko is, is the villain. She is the biggest fucking looks both ways cunt I have ever fucking seen in anime this season. Oh, I hate her. God. Genuine, no, like genuine vicious hatred for this character that I felt nothing but sadness and pity for at the end of last season. Like a witch did it. <laughs> it was it was a witch, but it was also she's being manipulated by the witch yeah. from Umineko. So she, guess what? <laughs> It makes it's 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 a it's Sotsu is the word is the kind of show that exists solely as lore. It's n no plot, no character, only lore. 
That is all that's important here. Isn't this the the last season they're doing of this Higurashi too? Yes. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Unfortunate. Yeah, it is. From what I understand, it is. Uh, I have not seen the final episode yet because it airs on Thursday. Thursday, yeah. Yeah, it is the final episode. That being said, I am very curious to see where they go with it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I'm curious to see how they wrap it up, and if it, if I know how it's going to end, it's probably going to tie into Umaneko. That's my whole guess, is that it's just going to lead into that. At this point, it's not a bad show by any means, but for the quality that Higurashi has had... Man, this new series of Higarashi has been a massive, massive letdown. It is. It has been. A, it, it has been. Honestly, it's honestly for for your chance to complete for your chance to do Higarashi with like a more modern take, with like a more like with like more modern animation as well. They they kind of blew it. They kind of blew it, and I and I'm and I'm very sad about that. I am very sad. Uh, it, yeah, you love, you love to see it, Violet. You love to see it, man. All right, Spencer, do you have any guilty pleasures this season? Uh, you had to have watched at least one. Oh, yeah, no, 100%. It, isn't it obvious? Say it with me, guys. One, two, three. Oh. Love Live Superstar. Yeah, there oh, it is. Da- there it is. There every it is. Time, every I time can't... a new Love Live airs, I just block it out of my memory. It is, okay, but it's good, though. It's genuinely <laughs> good. No, like, it's genuinely good. Like, no, no fucking idol bias. You know, no, I've seen every season. Genuinely, this is a good music anime. Like, no bullshit. Uh, but it has the Love Live name attached to it, which makes it an automatic guilty pleasure because I'm a 24-year-old man and I watch a lot of high school idol girls. And that's, uh, <laughs> that's all I got to say about that. that, that uh, that's all I got to say. Uh, I'm going to assume Josh point. doesn't have a guilty pleasure because both shows um, he watched were actually good quality. I, technically, I could actually say Jahi, but Jahi's Oh, you could, actually, yeah. Jahi you was could actually, technically say Jahi, thing, yeah. Here's the thing, though. Jahi was also really fucking good. So, also look at who we're talking to. He's not. Gonna, it's really not a guilty pleasure. He's not going to be guilty over that. Yeah. No, he's he's not going to be guilty over that. My guilty pleasure easily goes to Peach Boy Riverside. I um, knew it. I knew it was coming. I knew it. It's Peach Boy Riverside. Okay, I want to be clear. This show sucks. The show is actually <laughs> bad. Is but it? <laughs> this show. <laughs> This show does nonlinear storytelling poorly. You know how you know how like Bacano did nonlinear storytelling in a way that made everything like you know make sense. Yes, kind of like the way it's supposed to be done. Yeah, boy, here it literally just jumps around until it, it, it literally the final episode aired episode nine for no reason. What? Uh, like the. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. What did you say? They're just Excuse airing episodes me? out of order because they think it's funny or whatever. Uh, uh. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. But yeah. No. Uh. This show is also bonkers, though. It's. It's really. It's. This show sucks. The show is not great. But it's also an absolute delight of a show. It's the kind of. It is the kind of bad show that I will absolutely watch again and watch another season of. 
if they ever so desire to make it like those are the shows we live for yeah um uh because there's a lot because admittedly there's a lot of cool stuff in it and there's a kind in the end like the actual concept of the show like the plot like the actual lore behind the show is really cool so I so I was literally sticking around just because every once in a while there'd be a fight scene which is like the one of the hypest of the year and I'll be like yes that's awesome as shit and then it's surrounded by like some of the worst storytelling you'll see all year surrounded by is, pure bullshit yeah definitely if you ha- if you if you want to kill like fucking two hours watch all twelve episodes of Peach Boy Riverside you will not be disappointed frankly <laughs> it is absolutely worth it all right. Let's talk about let's talk about worst of the season though, because we all because uh, I know what Spencer's not... gonna say. All right, Spencer, what's your worst of the season? It's fucking Goddess of Dormitory. Whatever it's there called, it Goddess, is. Goddess I didn't of... bother watching this. So no, Dorm Mother of Go- No House Mother of Dorm Goddess Dormitory, something like that. I don't give a sh- child porn. It's child porn. <laughs> it's oh, it's great, amazing, it is... wonderful. No, it... It's no hyperbole, Brunrip. Straight up child porn. Just straight up. And I had to why? see. And I had to see like like because I like a lot of you know anime stuff. So on Facebook, you'll get like recommended stuff. And it was just people being like, "This episode of Goddess Dormitory was the best episode so far." It was really funny to see whatever his name is get into these kooky situations. And I'm like, "That's a twelve year old boy. That's a twelve year old boy." That gets picked up by a a, a big titted scientist lady, and then shoved around into women's fucking vaginas. And, <laughs> and it, it, I watched one episode, okay, because I was definitely oh. curious, as I as I was with you know things like redo of healer and X arm and a bunch of other bad stuff. Um, and it was there was like point point five to about a second of time where I was like, should I watch more? And then I realized I don't want to be on an FBI watch list. Yeah, you might want to, you know, the only way you can break a cycle is to uh, do it early. So just get get out of there, dude. (laughs) Exactly. So I did that. And then I was like, thinking back on it. And I'm just like, how is this allowed to exist? Because... This is bordering into like genuine hardcore child pornography. This is just I'm going to jail. I nope the fuck out of there. Uh after the like the the the, the end of the first episode where it's supposed to be like this heartwarming moment and then the kid trips and falls onto a woman's crotch and somehow his hand slips like under her underwear. And then he just, you know, boom, out of bing. And then you and know, then you, like, just, you just go from there. You know what happens after that. Things happen. She lets out a sound. He goes, uh, and then, uh, <sighs> and then I take a shower because I am dirty. Because I feel disgusting. <laughs> the worst. I, Spencer needed to rethink his entire life after watching. Gen- it. Okay, genuinely, this is this is more depraved than fucking redo of healer i was gonna or, say better or worse than redo of healer at least redo of healer has people of age yeah and and you know what? i hate at, to say that but at least it has, at least it redo has of healer of you know age. even if it is breaking other laws for sexual assault at least it's sexual assault on an 18 to 20 year old not sexual assault 
on a 12 year old boy. Ugh. So that's the worst. Oh, and heaven forbid. So anime just... is canceled. Mm -hmm. <laughs> As it should have always been. No more anime. Uh, yeah. Anime just. Anime I was will, a mistake. I will Anime's write a bad. letter to Japan asking them to stop. Um, yeah, so fuck you to Ikubihiro Hino, the guy who made it, the, the manga, and Shinsuke Naka Shige, who did it, and Sentai for licensing it. <laughs> Sentai is canceled forever. You are, you are fucking, you are the kind of person who is doing nothing to stop the tide. And for that, I say that we ban Activision Blizzard from the podcast. Oh, we did that a while ago, dude. Yeah, okay, yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, we did. Uh, Josh, do you have a worst of the season? No. <laughs> no. Damn. All right. Uh, my worst of the season was an easy pick because I watched three episodes of this. I don't think I'm going to watch more anytime soon, but I watched three episodes of this. Uh, and it had an hour-long premiere, by the way. This episode had an hour-long premiere. Um, and it never got better. It never got better. And that is The Detective is Already Dead. Oh, uh, damn. I, I dropped this show as well after three episodes. Fuck, I forgot about this. Dude, it fucking blows, dude. It sucks. This shit is awful. I, I cannot tell you a show that has had a... Imagine watching a show that has an hour-long premiere and absolutely does not deserve it. Like, at all. Nothing uh, happens. It is... No, it, like, it, like, like it's an example... It, like, the show itself... It's one of those... It's one of those shows that... It's the simultaneous double whammy of being both extremely boring, but also baffling in how poorly written it is. So you're just kind of sitting there, watching this show, trying to wrap your head around how 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 it is possible for a show to be so to, a show to be so bonkers yet so utterly boring. But Matt, the detective is already dead. Yeah, she's already dead. Except she's not. Except she's not for some reason. Her heart is in this. High school girl who are you saying that me, he gave okay, her wait, his heart? Yes, but okay, correct me if, if I'm wrong because I, I forget this. She like she goes to the 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 fucking cardboard MC guy, yeah. And does she, and does she like lick him or something? Or like <laughs> he does lick him, yes, okay, okay, so I'm not. I'm not that much of a <laughs> that, that, that happened, but Spencer, yes. you don't understand. He gave her his heart. This is somehow... See, th this is... <laughs> I don't know if this is a worse version of that, because in Angel Beats, I could at least... There was some logic to it, even if it was stupid. This, they have magical bullshit involved that I remember, and I'm just like, but Why? This yeah, doesn't mean this. Okay, this does not mean at, at by definition because the high school girl that licks the MC also has like feelings and like emotions and like memories from the the detective from when point, the guy licked her. At this point, the detective is not dead. Therefore, your entire title and premise is a fucking lie. 
Yeah, and also, and, oh, and also, um, the pro, and also, uh, it also suffers from the problem that they're adapting the light novels out of order. So things are don't so they, not only that you love just to see it makes sense. <laughs> you love to see it. Just you, you love to see, you love to see, you love to see it. Uh, and this thing is one hundred percent going to get a second season because it's doing very well in Japan. So that's uh, crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, that's wild. Um, I know the light novels were popular there in Japan. Now, I don't know. Maybe the light novels are better. I would not be shocked if they are. Um, if Apparently. they're adapting them out of order, that could explain a lot of issues. Uh, but, um, uh, in any case, the, the Detective Village Already Dead is the, is the show this season. I was like, yeah, nope, this sucks. Like, this, this, this is bad. I do not like this. P.U. Go away. It, it uh, poo-poo stinky. Uh, now let's talk about best show of the season. It's Sunny Boy. It's Sunny Boy. It is Sunny Boy. Yes, it's Sunny Boy. I didn't Boy. even watch it, and I know Boy's... it's Sunny Boy. Shane hasn't seen it, and he knows that he's going to pick Sunny. He would pick Sunny Boy. I, all I know is that Sunny Boy is anime of the year material, which, you know, fair <laughs> because of the people involved. But yeah, it, it's Sunny Boy. I didn't even watch it, and I'm going to say it's Sunny Boy. <laughs> Sunny Boy is so good. Sunny Boy is excellent. Sunny Boy is exactly like what you think Sunny Boy actually is. It's it that is not what Sunny Boy is. Sunny Boy is a bizarre amalgamation of Lord of the Flies meets Shinsekai Yori meets experimental cinema. It is uh, and Koyastansky. It's so bizarre. This is a fucking to art witness. House film. Yeah, this is an art house film, like straight up. Yeah, and and. It's the only episode that has one of the best episodes of its show, Beef on the Perspective of the Cat. Mm-hmm. And it's, 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 you know, to, to see the animators just kind of do what they want to do with the animation they want to do and just give free reign to kind of, like, like, be as expressionistic as possible is really great. That's what happens and... when you have Shingo Godsame under, as your, your director. Uh, and I'd be really shocked like, if he, if Shingo Natsume doesn't get best directive from me. I am annoyed, frankly. Genuinely, I think this it actually like genuinely is Shingo Natsume just mm-hmm. has his team and just allows them to work. No, literally, like, you know, you you know what his process is. He will call up literally anyone in the industry that he has worked with, and he's like, hey. I need you to do this really obscure, like abstract bullshit. Can you come in? And they're like, absolutely. He he will just call up literally anyone. The he more his man is connected, he knows shit. Every you know, Shingo Natsume is famous for knowing like everyone in the industry, apparently. That, so, and that's more... why One Punch came out so well because he I literally would... just called up like all of his contacts and brought them in most of them didn't even work at madhouse he brought them in for that show and he did the same thing here imagine being that connected that you're just getting like key animators and like episode directors that have worked on like some incredible things and he's just like hey do you want to do this this episode where it's from the perspective of a dog which (laughs) is immediately followed by the episode that is from the perspective of the cat yeah, uh, it's a sunny. Yes, yeah, Sunny Boys is absolutely Sunny Boys absolutely great. It's well worth checking out. It's only twelve episodes, and 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 it will it 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 has some of the best episodes of the year as well. Like it is, 
Ah, it's just fantastic it's, shit. It's it's fucking top tier direction, top tier writing, top tier art, top tier animation, uh-huh. top tier episodes. The show's just top tier, and I mean, Odd Taxi looking kind of scared right now. <laughs> odd Taxi, Odd, no, odd Taxi, Odd Taxi. Look at Odd Taxi's been very quiet since Sunny Boy dropped. To be fair, it's also over. So, but in As any case, know, uh, um, uh, jo- uh, Josh, do you have a best of season? I think yeah, I know what it is. Yeah, there, yeah, there it is. <laughs> Interesting that he didn't go with uh, Duke of Death. Duke of Death. Duke of yeah. Death. Listen, Duke of Death was really great, but Dragon Maid. Come on, Dragon Maid's I, another one. I, I get it, and I respect your choice. It's just you talked so much about Duke of Death. I just thought it was a shoe in. No, it's, trust me, like I said, it is absolutely spectacular, and it was wonderful, but Dragon Maid. Yeah, okay, Dragon Maid, to be fair, yeah. <laughs> Alrighty, and now we're done, and uh, and that wraps up the summer season, and we move on to fall. Next week, the next time we'll be talking about the shows that we're watching for fall, uh, so... Uh, keeping, uh, keep on, uh, uh, keep on being ready for that. And let's move on. So now let's move on to our news for the podcast. Wait, uh, we're not doing next season. Next season, we're doing that. Well, well, we'll we'll, we'll be talking about that next podcast. We'll be just oh, talking about okay. watching. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Uh, we'll just be doing that next time. Uh, so let's talk about. So let's talk about some anime news. We have quite a bit because we because we moved back this podcast we have a little bit of so we have like double the amount of news we normally have so let's talk about netflix for a second because netflix decided to learn how to stream anime correctly it's a longer shit thank uh, god uh so the news so the news came out originally first that blue period was going to be streaming in Japan, was going to be starting to stream outside of Japan on October 9th, and it was going to be airing weekly in... It was going to be airing weekly on Netflix. So let's read on. The official website for the television anime of Tsubasa Yamaguchi's The Blue Period manga revealed the anime Steam Sun artist an October 1st premiere date on Thursday. Uh, the anime will have an advanced debut on Netflix in Japan, on September 25th, before premiering on MBS, TBS, and 26 affiliates on October 1st. Uh, in addition, Netflix's official YouTube channel for the anime and news and videos revealed on Wednesday that the anime will begin streaming outside of Japan on October 9th with weekly new episodes. So this is a show... So the last time Netflix did this was all the way back in 2018 with Violet Evergarden. Uh, th- uh, back when that first aired. Uh, so they have not done this since... Uh, so now that Netflix, so now Netflix is doing Blue Period weekly, but it doesn't end there. Uh, Netflix began streaming an English subtitle trailer for the television anime of Tomohito Oda's Komi Can't Communicate manga on Tuesday. The trailer reveals that Netflix will debut the anime outside of Japan on October 21st, two weeks after its Japanese premiere with weekly new episodes. Netflix will stream the anime in over 190 countries and territories in eight languages dubbed and 31 languages subtitled, which means that Komi will be dubbed immediately as so well. It's, so it's getting like an immediate dub cast, which is great. I'm going to, to say that Blue stuff. Period's the same way as well. Because Aoi Koga is Okay, he, here's the thing. I feel like, okay, Komi was like... Uh, more likely to get uh, a dub because it's not a true simulcast. It's airing two weeks after Japan. 
blue period is like what two three days after the japanese broadcast it's a so week on... it's a week okay so like it's a it's a week after the it's a week after the broadcast uh and but i but he, if netflix is streaming outside of japan that means that they have a dub ready because they want dub and let me counter it with this let me counter it with this so comey is extremely extremely fucking popular Oh, I mean, especially uh, I depend. Yeah, fucking. Though, obviously, they're gonna. Obviously, they're pushing it. So, obviously, they're pushing it. So, uh, we have no, no so, word on who's dubbed in the dub cast. By the this way, this has been fucking something people have wanted for ages. Mm -hmm. The anime will premiere on TV Tokyo and other channels on October sixth at twelve a.m. Uh, effectively, September uh, October seventh. This also extends to how they're doing JoJo as well. Uh, Netflix Media Center lists the anime series of Hideo Araki's JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Stone Ocean manga as streaming monthly in Japan as well as other countries. Netflix will debut the anime exclusively worldwide in December. So the question is, is Stone Ocean going to be a monthly... Will Stone Ocean also be... We also will have ep new episodes on a consistent basis as well. I mean, if they're if they're releasing it monthly, then they'll probably just do like a batch of four episodes, four episodes at, the time. at the end of the month. Yeah, yeah, which will be which which will be which will be interesting to say the least. Yeah, especially since most JoJo arcs usually last around that length. So, yeah, most like smaller JoJo arcs like the f a fight against a singular stand. Yeah. <laughs> But so, so yeah, can, but in you any can case, watch all of fucking uh, Jolene versus I don't know Matchbox Twenty in one go. <laughs> in one in one go, yeah. Fucking in any case, but yeah, in any case, uh, Netflix has learned how to properly do simulcasting. Thank you, love God. Yeah, love. No, does this mean the end of Netflix jail? Uh, for the time being, they just need to learn how to, you know, release it day and day with Japan now. Yeah, they, they're not gonna do that though, because they want their dubs. So they want their dubbings. They want their dubs. So and yet they did that exact thing with Violet back in the day. Violet was, was also day, a day different dub. situation though, because Violet was also like done, one hundred, like completely done. So. Well, I I assume these shows, if they're airing on on Netflix, as soon as they are, they are close, if not done. Uh well, like, well, Blue Period's a week afterwards, so I would imagine probably most of it is. Comey is a couple of weeks at. It's like a, it's a, it's like almost a month. So I don't think Comey is done. Um. Uh, that being said, that being said, like that being said, I would imagine that most. I think probably the reason why they're doing this is because I think they've started to realize that they can't compete with fucking everyone else now, so they need well, yeah, to do they this. Gotta, they gotta change their uh, their model to. They gotta to change their up. model. And Netflix, remember, as a streaming service, is not just competing with Crunchyroll and stuff. They're also competing with Amazon, Disney Plus, Amazon, HBO Hulu, Max. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. If they have day and day anime releases now, well, that's another just another incentive to subscribe. It's, it's all it's all about money. It's always about money. All about that fucking cash. So so and so in the so in the end, uh, but 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 I'm glad that it is going to be day and day releases. I'm glad it's going to be 
as close to Dan Davies as they can make it at least uh, in weekly. So that way we actually get them pretty pretty soon, uh, particularly Blue Period, which I'm really excited for. So, which the first episode is out. Yeah, it is out. Um, on illegal services. Oh yes, because <laughs> it's not say... out on Netflix yet. Here, you have to wait until the ninth. Uh, you know what? Uh, I'll watch it on Netflix like a good boy. And they'll probably be dubbed as well, so. Exactly, and I I like me some dubbos. I said, uh, I, wa- I, I too want to watch a show about painting. <laughs> watch paint dry. <laughs> watch paint dry. <laughs> Speaking of watching paint dry, pair fairy tale. <laughs> um, uh, uh, so... Uh, we've known for a little bit, we've known for the past couple years that there's been a sequel manga for Fairy Tale Aaron called Fairy Tale 100 Years Quest. If you've not read it, it's actually very good. Uh, highly, rec- highly recommend. Well, uh, unsurprisingly, it's getting an anime. Uh, fair, uh, the live stage Hiromashima fan meeting uh, ended on Saturday with the announcement that Hiromashima and Atsuo Ueda's Fairy Tale 100 Years Quest sequel manga is inspiring a television anime. Uh, we do not know who's working on it. We don't know what studio. We don't know what directors. We don't know what writers. I'm going to assume, and this is just the me spitballing here, that it's the exact same team as before. Yeah, I'm probably. just going to assume. I'm just going to assume, uh, because why? Oh, because why wouldn't it be? Uh, now Josh has read Hundred Years Quest. I'm pretty sure, right? Mm-hmm. And you can confirm that it is quite good, right? Mm-hmm. It is quite good. I quite mm-hmm. enjoy Hunter Quest. Uh, and I'm happy it is finally getting the. I'm happy it's getting the anime because we actually have enough material now for an anime. I think there's like a hundred chapters in at this point, so we have enough material for a uh, for a new for a full show of this. We have a we have more than enough material for it to go for a little bit. So I'm excited to see whether I'm excited to see how this goes. Uh, it's nice to see Fairy Tale back. It will Fairy Tale. I think has officially become one of those things that it will just never go away now. So it's just yeah. like Dragon Ball, Naruto, One Piece. <laughs> It'll just never vanish. It'll always be here. <laughs> yeah, it's always around. Uh, it's just always around, always there. Speaking of stuff that's always around, specifically for me and Spencer, Gundam. God. Gundam. Gun, yeah, Gundam is indeed because there was a because uh they had Sunrise had their annual uh Die 2K Gundam conference, which is pretty much the which is pretty much the Gundam event that they do every year, which is not just for the anime but also for Gunpla and stuff where they announce like, hey, his new model's coming out, spend absorbent amounts of money. Um. But they also announced that there were they announced new Gundam stuff coming, specifically new in Gundam anime that they're making, which is important to note because the the big one they announced was the first new Gundam the first new Gundam anime in seven years. Uh, so let's read on. Uh, Sunrise revealed at the Dai Tukai Gundam Conference event on Wednesday that it is producing the first new Gundam television anime series in seven years, titled Mobusuke Gundam: The Witch from Mercury. The new anime will premiere in 2022. 
Uh, Sunrise opened a website in multiple languages for the anime and also filled a logo, but will reveal other details at a later date. Koji Fuwara, Bandai Namco's entertainment chief Gundam officer. I love how that's an actual fucking title Why at Sunrise. Ima- dude, imagine having that as, as, as your job, being the official Gundam The chief manager. Gundam guy. <laughs> chief Gundam man. <laughs> Um, stated at the conference about the many announcements made, we are aiming to create a work that it, even young generations will support. He added, we are making bigger developments than ever before. The series will be the first television anime of the series in the franchise since Mobile Suit Gundam Blo- Iron Blooded Orphans all the way back in 2015. So, this is the first time, so, new Gundam anime, this is the first new Gundam anime in quite a, it actually quite a bit. Um, uh, I don't know, and we don't know what it's about. Um, there's been, I love, it's, uh, I'm going to assume it's about a witch from Mercury. Oh, fuck. Um, I'm going to assume, I'm going to assume, I do find it interesting though, that like the past two, that like Iron Blood Orphans took place mostly on Mars and this takes place mostly on Mercury. Yeah, why is there a witch on Mercury? Mercury? I need to know. What? Why is there a witch on Mercury? I need to know. I don't know. Uh, if I were if I were a betting man, I can I I'm thinking that they might be introducing like more fantastical elements in the Gundam. This might be like a more fantasy, a science fantasy Gundam show. There's there's a wizard yeah. on the moon. There's a wizard on there's a witch like, on Mercury. Like there wasn't fucking psychics in Gundam before. <laughs> like no, I'm talking I'm I'm not talking just like straight psychics. I'm talking more like straight up like actual magic. <laughs> Maho Sojo. I don't know. I I don't know. Um, I'm hoping that what this me I'm hoping that maybe uh we get a I ho- I'm hoping that maybe we get a female protagonist for once. Um uh <laughs> that could be cool. Wait, have we never yeah. had a female protag? Nope. <laughs> huh. And it's going to be a pretty girl. It's gonna be a magical girl female protagonist. It's you- gonna Listen, there are no such thing as like ugly characters that aren't in like in- intentionally ugly in Gundam, okay? Gundam is very horny. <laughs> Gundam, is Gundam. Ex- Gundam is an extremely horny series. Mm-hmm. Um so uh um uh, they also announced by they, they also announced a couple other things by the way. The only other big thing the other big thing to note they announced there was the fight by the announcement that is the most surprising to me. Um so Sunrise revealed at the Tukai Gundam Conference event on Wednesday that it's producing a new anime film titled Mobile Suit Gundam Kurekure's Doran's Island. The film will open in 2022. Manga creator and animator Yoshiaka, Yoshikazu Yoshihiko will direct the film. He was also the director on and creator of Mobile Suit Gundam The Origin. Uh, Yashiko oh. revealed in June that he's working on an unannounced anime film. The television anime describes the film as a retelling of the now infamous 15th episode of the of the Mobile Suit Gundam television anime, aka the episode oh, yeah, that was shit. the episode that was deleted beca- mm-hmm. <laughs> because fucking they uh, because the director of that stole <laughs> Tomino's girlfriend at the time. Um, the best. The uh, Juji uh, Ono's Mobile Suit Gundam The Origin, MSD Kurakuro's uh, Donas Noshima manga, launched in uh, Katakawa's Gundam Ace magazine in May 2016 and aided in May 2019. The manga has a total of five volumes. The manga is a spinoff of Yoshikazu Yo- uh, Yo- uh, Yashihiko's Mobile Suit Gundam The Origin manga. The manga tells the story of Kurakuro Don- Don's 
who um, a character who appeared in a similarly titled 15 episode 15th episode of Yoshiyuki Tomino's original Mobile Suit Gundam series. In the episode, the titular character is a Xeon pilot who has abandoned his post after refusing an order. Uh, so this is a. Uh, I'm curious as to why they picked this episode to do a movie of. Uh, which I'm curious to see where it is. Are they like I would imagine. If this was if this they're doing a movie on it, they're going to probably expand the episode and probably include a lot more backstory for this character. Probably make him more important than he originally was. Because that episode was filler originally. By the way. So that's crazy, dude. Um, yeah. Uh yeah, uh, no, which no, I, I just find it, uh, uh, which which also means it's going to be this first time this story is going to be in the West, which I think is kind of cool. But in any case, let's move on to other film announcements, specifically that involving that time I got reincarnated as a slime, because that also got announcement for a new movie. So let's read on uh, the official Twitter account for the I for the that time I got reincarnated as a slime anime announced on Tuesday that the series is getting a movie in fall of 2022. The account also streamed a teaser video for it, and the 25th and fourth and final episode of the second season aired on Tuesday. The second television anime season premiered its first core all the way back in January. Now, my question is: This canon is this going to be canon? That's is a the big question. question, isn't it? It's the big question. Maybe. Like probably, my guess is probably. I mean, that's this seems to be the direction the ant the industry is headed now, and in movies. God so. damn it, you fuddable. <laughs> when it makes when it makes half a billion dollars, Shane. Fair you see enough. The do the I, I dollar guess. Sign. <laughs> I know, but uh, imagine watching a movie and it actually you know mattering. Bruh. <laughs> Pretty much, pretty much. Now you actually, now you actually have to pay attention to the movies. Crazy! Imagine watching a movie and not paying attention to it. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Who does? Yeah, yeah. I, I do. I, I totally don't do that. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. All of you are fucking savages. Yeah. Uh yeah, uh, but yeah, no, I'm excited for this because I really like slime and slime season two slime was really great. So I'm excited to see what they do with this. I don't know if it's going to be if it is canon, then it's probably adapting one of the arcs that could be adapted like, you know, as a movie. Um, I can also imagine how good slime's animation is going to look if it's done as a movie as well. What's uh, the slime again? Uh, uh, it's 8-bit, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, take that. No, And also, like the show already looks amazing. Mm -hmm. No, it looks stunning. Yeah, yeah, it looks really good. So I'm excited to see what they do. I'm excited to see what they do with this. We still got a year out towards it, so it's going to be a bit. Um, but I am excited to see uh, where it goes and how it's and how everything's done with it. And with that, we're done. Wait, did and you not talk done. about the Villainess movie? Bill and S movie? I didn't even know that was happening, actually. Well, there Rest you go. Spencer. I actually had no idea you that was no... happening. Yes. They're making a movie for... Um, I literally just call it Bill and S. I forgot the full title. Yeah, they're making a movie. And I'm excited because the second season was uh, really, really, really good. 
uh, slightly better than the first season, in my, in my in my opinion. And I and everybody should watch it because it's legitimately good. Well, there you go. Mm-hmm. There you go. So if there's, you're a, there's of, your news story. If you're a fan of my life, is if you're if you yeah, let me try that again. English. Yes, it's not my first language, surprisingly. Um, uh, if you're a fan of my life as a villainess, um, there you go. We got a movie coming, so I'm, I'm very excited for that. If you're a fan of titties. There is one pair of titties, two pairs of titties, three There's pairs so of There's so many. You, you just got to go find them. You just got to yeah, find them. Yeah. No, yeah, and no, you know, just go find Yeah, you know what? Just go find them. And, and with that, let's move them. Just fucking, just touch grass, dude. Yeah, just, <laughs> just touch grass. Just, 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 touch, just touch some grass, man. Just, just go touch some grass. Uh, next, uh, but yeah, let's move on to our featured anime of the podcast, which is one that I'm really excited to talk about because I've been wanting, I've been watching, uh, one, one, I've been asking Shane and Spencer to watch this one for years. Um, I watched it, so fuck y'all. You have. Yeah. In fact, it was on my, on the anime list that you created for me yep. many moons and ago. I, and, I today, and so today we're going to be covering Assassination classroom directed by seiji keishi written by makoto ueza uh from studio from studio lurch uh from studio lurche and it currently in its, which is also and it's currently licensed by funimation uh and you can go watch it on funimation i believe in both sub and dub i believe they got both so yes. uh you can go watch it in the link down below uh for uh uh uh, for all, for all that, uh, Assassination Classroom, uh, is a uh, Assassination Classroom, uh, is a show about uh a a, a class of student a, a class of students in no in class three e, which is the which is the end class of uh, of of Kunigo, uh, Kunigogaka, I believe that's how you pronounce it. Yes. Probably butchered it. Um, probably junior high uh, uh, junior high school. Uh, where. You know, junior high school. Basically, the class. You no, know, basically the class that all of what they call the rejects go. The ones that uh, the 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 uh, the ones that they put uh, the ones that they put down in order to raise up the rest of the school. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, well, one day they get a new they get a new teacher in class. Uh, they get a new homeroom teacher. Uh, this this yellow smiling tentacled monster creature. Who apparently blew up the moon and is now threatening in a year's time to blow up the earth and kill everyone on it. But has it but has instead decided to teach this class of students for the rest of the year until that time. So the class is tasked with the <laughs> tasked with not only trying to gra- finally graduate from this from this almost authoritarian like school, but also to kill their teacher before he blows up the earth. Assassination Classroom is a bizarre fucking show, to say the least. Um, it is a weird fucking show. But it is also a fanta- It is also one of my personal favorite shonen series of all time. It is one of it is a it is one of my favorite manga as well. It's it. I think it's an incredible series. And I'm so happy that other people have gotten uh, getting the chance to watch it. So let's talk about the first season of Assassination Classroom, which aired originally from January 9th, 2015 to June 19th, 2015. Shane, what did you think of Assassination Classroom? 
This show's really good. This show's really good. Show's really good. I'll give it credit. Um, as class, in terms of like concept premise, probably the most creative, unique shonen series I've seen. Because I don't think I've seen any other series of its kind have a premise that's like this out there. It's um, so it's such a weird premise. It's like, oh, you got this class full of delinquents who are getting trained to assassinate their teacher who's a tentacle monster who's gonna blow up the earth. Like what? <laughs> but then And he's got um, a big smiley face and he flies at Mach 20. Yeah. But thankfully it has a really unique premise and it also pairs it with really great characters. Um great writing depression and some of the most heart i've seen in a shonen series like this series has heart down pat why can't we have coral sensei as our teacher i wish i man. want Koro sensei as my teacher man I, I would love that imagine if i had Koro sensei as my teacher in high school man i would love that shit that would i would have man that would have been amazing man uh uh, Josh, what did you think of Assassination Classroom? I mean, you watched the show beforehand already, so... Yes, I was, you know, one of the idiots, not idiots, actually, that watched this show before, you know, we were told to. This shit fucking good, man. This was actually... I think Ass Class might have been one of my first Shonen Jumps. Mm-hmm. It's, and, it's very good. Mm-hmm. And definitely a very good Shonen Jump to start off with, because... Like Shane was saying, it's wholehearted. It's just, it's very sweet. It's a really great show. The characters, every single character, too. Like, it's just not, oh, there's some background characters. Nah, man. Every single character gets something in this show. Like, they just give them all love. Just, it's fun. Man, this is a good show. And the openings and the music and everything, too. Really great. The animation, top tier. The comedy. Yeah. This show is fucking hilarious too. Yeah, this show's this show is yeah, 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 all this show is so fucking funny. Uh Spencer, what did you think of Assassination Classroom? Um as a whole, I thought it was genuinely a modern masterpiece of Shonen. Um the first season, I will disagree with Brunrit uh, a, a little bit when he talks about the how there's no useless characters and everybody has something to do because that's not completely true in the first season. And that's, that's when we get to it. That's my one glaring, that's my one glaring issue with the first season is that there are some people that are, are, you know, yeah, they have something to do, but if you pointed me at them and said, what have they done? I have no fucking clue. I have no idea what they've done aside from uh, what they look like. Uh, some characters get a whole shit ton to do. Some characters don't. But as a as a whole, the first season um, I think is a very very good starting point, and the second season is just perfection. So um, I enjoyed it. I mean, like I said, this was uh, asked of me. It was given on one of the anime lists that I have uh, years ago, and to finally get around to it, it felt very much like when I watched. Uh, ReZero after I'd been told to watch ReZero for like five years at that point. Um, 
So it's it, it's the same kind of feeling of like, oh, I really should have watched this earlier, but better to have seen it than not. And it's a great show. It is a great it is a great show. Assassin's Classroom was one of the is a show that I uh, I remember. Uh, so there's some big milestones with as class for me. Uh, one, it was the one of the first manga that I that I started reading from the start. Um, I read the first chapter all the way back when it first premiered back in 2012. Um, so it was like, I think it was, it was the first manga I read to completion from like when it premiered to when it ended. Uh, so that's nice. Uh, so that was fun. I also, it was also the first show that I watched. It was also the first dub cast show I watched for uh, Funi. It was the first, because uh, it was one of the first shows they simulcasted with the, the uh, simul dubbed. It was the first, so it was, and it was the first one that I ended up watching with that, uh, and and it was also the first, it was also the first show that made me cry to an extent where I was almost catatonic. So there's that, there's also that as well. Uh, Assassination Classroom is one of my favorite, is one of my favorite anime. It's one of my favorite manga, and this first season I have minor quibbles with. Mainly because I, I am a huge fan of the source material, and the first season does rearrange some things to where I'm like, mm, I don't, I, I don't, I don't necessarily like how some of the stuff is laid out as well at, compared to that of the original manga. But I'm a big, but honestly, the first season is really great, and if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend everyone check it out because it's really, really good. Uh, Shane, do you have a favorite episode of the first season of Ash Class? Well, of course I have a favorite episode. It's episode three. It's karma time. Ah, yes. The introduction of the best character from the show. Literally uh, the best At least best my characters. favorite character. Episode three is where karma is introduced, of course. And karma is such a different character from the rest of the class. Because a lot of them, sure, they're being trained as assassins, but they don't, they aren't really like killers they have like goals and motivations they have weaknesses they have like things they want to do outside of just killing people mm -hmm. karma when he's introduced is just cold-blooded like he is out for blood and nothing else and i think that's a great introduction mm -hmm. it's honestly my favorite introduction in the show because of how stark a contrast it is with everyone else uh and okay. then he gets his shit pushed in by koro sensei and he gets taken down a peg and it's like oh uh -huh. You know, maybe I'm not the hot shit that I thought I was. <laughs> My favorite thing is that fucking, uh, fucking, uh, uh, fucking is when Karma leaves a dead octopus on his fucking desk. Yeah, and he's like, and then, oh, sorry. of course, then she turns it into takoyaki. Mmm, delicious. Mmm, <laughs> delicious. Yeah. Oh, man, I was already hungry. Fuck. <laughs> fucking, I'm sorry. Uh, fucking. Uh, but yeah, I really love Karma. Everything with Karma in that episode is really great as well. Um, and it's it almost like a that episode's almost like a mind game battle between Karma and mm -hmm. Korosensei as well, because the two of them are trying. They're not trying to one up each other via like trying to like assassinate each other. Karma's mostly just trying to fuck with Korosensei and try to test him in a way. Yeah, and I like that. It's a very it's a it's a it's kind of this unique dynamic. Uh, that's not really replicated with any of the other uh, any of the other uh, class uh, any of the other classmates, which I really like as well. Especially when he jumps off the cliff and he's like, oh, "Okay, now I got him." He he literally has no other option. And then Koro Sensei just 
appears under him with the net, and he's like, "Ha bitch!" You I thought bitch. wrong. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what happens. Yeah, he uh, literally calls Karma a bitch. <laughs> he calls Karma a bitch. Josh, what's your favorite episode of season first season? Episode twenty-two. Twenty-two. Nagisa time. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like. Yeah, this one's really great. This one's. This really is a good great. episode, man. The whole like the whole finale. Oh, the first season was really good. Their first, like, actual assassination attempt on Koro Sensei was amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, really well done. And then the reintroduction of uh, Taokaka, or what was his fucking name? Takaoka. Takaoka. Oh, we'll get to him. Thank you. Yes. Um, and just a really good episode. Really, really good episode, man. That, that that's a like that one yeah that one's really that like that like that one to me is i mean just, honestly really i could really just good. say every episode is fucking good because every episode is pretty damn good Mm-hmm. yeah it's yeah but i re- i really like that i really like that one fucking like and the and the way that nox is able to use the secret technique he learned from lovro as well um just good shit. It really turns out that all you need is to just fucking just clap in the person's face Damn, I wish I could have done that. I mean, hey, did you watch Sherlock Holmes discombobulate? Discombobulate. 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 Yes, discombobulate. Spencer, what's your favorite episode of the season? It is episode 12, Ball Game Tournament Time. I love this oh, one. Yeah. Ironically, I love this one. So Very good episode. Yeah, so while the, the three of them chose, you know, like, serious episodes about trying to assassinate Koro Sensei, this is a this is an episode that focuses you know more on Koro Sensei as what I see him, what we all see him, but what I choose to see him, a mm-hmm. teacher, because that's what he is. Koro Sensei is just a good teacher, and this and this deals with um, uh, Shindo. No, this deals with this deals mainly. Yeah, you know this deals with uh, the there's the basketball club captain who's. Uh... Shindo baseball. specifically because you know because Isagai used to be part of a baseball team, so yes, yeah, and um, it's all about you know using your brains to to beat somebody who is clearly superior to you. Yeah, and oh no, it's, it's Sugino. It's Sugino, not Isagai. Sugino. Yeah, because yeah. Isagai is uh, Isagai is the Isagai is the is the class rep. Yeah, yeah, three class rep. Um, but. And that's kind of the entire co- concept behind um, 3E, is that they're always going against people that are better than them because they have to defeat somebody who is virtually a god, like virtually indestructible. And seeing them kind of use that for the first time through like uh, baseball. You know, I like sports. Spoiler alert, but I, I like sports. And seeing uh, Gakuo and kind of win and rekindle his friendship with Shindo, and Shindo actually is pretty important, and he, like, he kind of is like a a, a secret spy inside of A-Class. Um, it's just overall a really good episode that focuses on friendship and how different teaching styles really makes a difference. And that's the big driving force between um, uh, Gakuho, Gakuo, 
And Coral Sensei. Bakugo. Who's the, who's the principal? Kotsky Bakugo. Matt? Yeah, Kotsky ba- what, what is it, why? Who's the principal? It's not oh, Ka- uh, fucking... It's not uh, Bakugo. It's just not. Oh, fucking, what's his name? I'm actually forget. Uh... Da, 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 da. It, I'm I'm pretty it's sure awesome it's home. um uh fucking uh it's Ga- awesome Gakuosano Gakuosano yeah it's Asano Asano uh, yeah. I only said that three times that's fine I heard it uh but episode twelve while it might not be the most you know dramatic or flashy it shows that these that these kids have a bond that cannot be broken. All right. Can't be broken. Mm. All right. So this is a. Uh, I. Right. So my favorite. My favorite episode. Uh, it's the episode actually right before this. It's Transfer student time second period, also known as the introduction Itana. of Shiro and Itana. Um. Uh. The introduction of Shiro and Itana. Shiro up to this point. Shiro, by the way, is a character who becomes more important later on. Obviously. Um. A very, very important later on. Uh, but this is really important because this is the introduction of Itana, who's one of my favorite characters in the show. I fucking uh, love Itana. Itana. Itana is the... You know, Itana... Uh, you know, Itana is a... You know, is... Uh, a, was pretty much... Was, was originally so showcased as... Uh, Sensei's brother... Uh, but he's n- really, he's really not. He is just a fan. You know, he's just a, he's just a kid who was implanted with technical tentacles out of his hair in order to kill Koro Sensei. Uh, and what's interesting about Eaton, what I love about this episode is twofold. One, it continues kind of like that weird sense of humor that the show has, uh, where like. Where no, like where like a lot of the like a lot of the humor is like this both self-referential but also kind of like just ton in cheek about itself. Like it knows that its concept is really stupid, but also it also is the like the first really big action scene of the series, and it actually is really good. It's a really good action scene uh, that goes on for majority of the episode. It also helps that Itana, even from his brief appearance here, is just a really great character and has a lot, and already you can tell he has a lot more depth to him outside of just being kid with technical in hair. Um, just, it just, it's just a, it's it just a really good episode overall and sets up a lot of the stuff that would, I would really love to go on, that I would really love to see in the second season, especially. So, let's move on to favorite characters, because there is a lot of characters in Assassination Classroom. Like, a lot of characters. Because all of the all of the class members are characters in themselves. Um, so, Shane, who is your favorite character from season one of Ass Class? It's Karma. There you go. Excellent choice. Excellent choice. Because Karma's, he's mine, too. Karma's just cool, I love Karma. dude. Like, hey, I, hey. I just love Karma. Hey, guess what? What? It's karma. It is karma. It's, it's I love karma. Karma, karma is the, karma, karma. Karma is an example. Karma is an example of a character that's so good that I don't even. I don't think we need to explain why he's the best character from the first season. Just because the, just because like, it's he's karma. just karma. That's why he's the best one. He's cool. He's suave. He's got red hair. He's just a bro. He's... Right. He's a psychopath. He's, he's voiced by Austin Tyndall. Mm-hmm. He is. Mm-hmm. He's voiced by Koski Bakugo. 
Also, he's a psychopath. Bokoski Bakugo is Clifford Chaplin. Who's Austin Tyndall? Kaneki from Tokyo Ghoul. Okay. Yeah, he is. Here, here's one that you'll know more. Uh, Gabiru. Oh, okay, from Slime. There you go. He's also Monoma. I forgot about that. He is Monoma. Oh, yeah. That's okay. That's what you should have said. The I, greatest I character in Monoma. My Hero Academia. No, no, no. 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 Yes. Yeah, Karma's just cool, dude. Mm-hmm. Yep, Karma's just cool. I like him a lot. Uh, Josh, who's your favorite character from the first season of Ash Class? Um, wow, damn. Yeah. It's uh, I, I don't think you guys will be able to guess it, which is a, a scary sign, I guess. Uh, it, it's Ritsu? Ritsu? Wait, oh, I, I figured it was Ritsu. Are you, you telling me that the overly cute, young-looking... Biyaki? Basically, the VI waifu AI. is your favorite character. I would have never guessed that. Basically, the VTuber. <laughs> okay, well, oh my god. Ritsu? Okay, do you think that Ritsu became a VTuber at the end of the show? Yes, she did. She got, <laughs> she got fucking. She, uh-huh. she got. Did she get uploaded to like the matrix. net at yes, the end of the yes. show? She gets uploaded into the internet. And yeah. therefore, she, she literally becomes a VTuber. She's a, she becomes a VTuber. It's like the end of Summer Wars. She's gonna go, you know, stop a nuke from dropping. Listen, I just, I really liked her. V2's introduction is actually one of my favorite, like, first episode, like, first introduction of a character in the show, though. Because, like, fucking, when she shows up, she's, like, when she shows up, she just, fucking, like, like, her entire episode's really great, because it showcases the ingenuity of Koro-sensei in a lot of ways. And how he makes literally everyone else's life better just by he's, existing. He's literally like a pro hacker. Yeah, he's he ha- you know he's I mean, he's hacker man. That means those tentacles are uh, versatile. You know what I'm saying? Okay, yeah, we're da- yeah. Okay, we're moving <laughs> on from here. Why do you do this? This man also, uh, you know, I, I could repeat what you said about karma originally, Shane. Oh, I could. On the because podcast. We could, we but I'm not going it. to because your dignity is important. Well, you don't want to expose me? <laughs> not right now. I'll save that for another time. Fair right enough. Now. I mean, we're only almost 100 episodes into the show. I'm surprised you haven't. You know what? Yeah, I'm wait. I'm waiting after the hundredth, so that way we at least so we oh, no. can. So in that case, we don't get canceled before the hundredth. Oh no! But it, it, oh yeah! Oh no! Um, in any case, let's move on to stuff we liked about the show. Shane, anything in particular you want to talk about? Oh, uh, we didn't Assassin's do class? least favorite character. <laughs> oh yeah, we need to do least favorite character, but there's no bad characters in this. It's Takaoka. It's Takaoka. <laughs> It's Takaoka, because he's, he's a bitch, and I don't no, like here, him. Here, let he's me explain to you. a uh, psychopath. Yeah, let me explain to you. He is, a, he is a psychopath, and he was ex- and, and he didn't like... He did only did this because he just doesn't like Karasuma. Mm-hmm. Which, how let can ex- you not like Karasuma? Karasuma's a G. He's a great let ex- man. Let me, let me explain to you why it's Takaoka. It's because he assault, assaulted a literal child. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I know multiple children. children, actually. Yeah, and it wasn't even just, just like physical assault; it was like emotional abuse, verbal abuse. This man was a teacher. <laughs> this oh. bad touch, like bad touch, me no likey, bad personified, bad touch. Yeah, 
but but yeah, no, Takaoka's a bitch, and I'm glad that he got defeated, and I'm pretty sure, and then and then he got a uh, again he got taken by the military, and was ne- and we never see him again. <laughs> you know what that means, right? He's probably dead. He was he he was invited to test out this new form of waterboarding, uh, and he's dead. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's dead. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think. I don't think. I don't think we'll miss him though. Oh God, no. Well, Shane, Shane, will you miss him? Because I won't. Hell well, no. I think Shane's dead. Oh no, he's alive. Hell no, fuck that guy, bitch. Yeah, fuck that guy, B- bitch. All right, bitch. uh, fucking. All right, Shane. Anything in particular you want to discuss? When it comes to Sasuke I want. I want to talk about the animation more specifically the art style because the art style is what stands out here art style real good it's like it's it's nice and expressive the character designs are all fantastic it does that thing i love where it has like the thick outlines not enough shows Mm -hmm. do that Mm -hmm. yeah it's Uh, got the thick outlines which is straight from the manga too uh the manga has the same thick outlines in its art um uh and i want to and studio lerche as that same kind of has an attention to detail when it comes to adapting its source materials uh they pretty much always almost always go the extra mile in keeping the art style as exact to the original source material as possible toilet like hanako-kun astra radiant uh, Hakame Makochi, Scum's Wish, Classroom of the Elite, Danganronpa, Scum's Wish. It all looks exactly like its original source material. Um, and this is no exception. Assassination Classroom is one of the best translated manga uh, to anime adaptations because of that. It looks exactly like its original source material. Um, and I love the look of it. Uh, that be- no, uh, And uh, that being said, the actual animation itself is a little flimsy in the first season. And, yeah, and that's honestly, mean- it, it, it trades animation quality for art style, where mm-hmm. the, the animation, not particularly impressive by any means. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then the actual art style is really good, though. And I think yeah, that makes it, up for it. It makes up it. for it in art quality, but it, it sacrifices movement. Mm-hmm. And movement. And also has CG characters just standing there what sometimes the fuck? in a wide oh. shot. <laughs> what are those things? <laughs> they're, they're, she, they're, just, they're, they're just standing there. She, they're just vibing. Don't worry about it. Yeah, my eye, it my eyes were vibing trying to <laughs> decipher what I was looking at. They're not, they're not, they're not trying to, they're not, they're not going to hurt you, Shane. <laughs> they're they're, they're harmless. They're not going to, they're not coming for you, Shane. It's okay. My sleep paralysis demon is the CG wide shots in the S class. <laughs> That's an oddly specific sleep paralysis demon. Um, Josh, anything in particular you want to talk about for the first season of S class? Yeah, it was good. All right, thank you, thank you for contributing. All right, w- wonderful. Um, absolutely wonderful. Uh, uh, Spencer. Anything yes. you particularly you want to talk about with the first season of Ass Class? Good, bad. The dub. Dubs. The dub really is good. very good. I. This is one of my favorite Foonie dubs, by the way. The um, dub. It's in, it's really impressive that this was their first simul dub because you can barely yeah. tell that this was done like week to week. Yeah. 
It was one of the three. It was one of their first three. Um, I was one of their first three. That being said, I do know. And here is uh, a little, a little a tidbit. Uh, the dub was the the dub was improved. For the version you're hearing now are the versions on the Blu-rays. Uh, when the dub was si- being simul dubbed, the dub was uh, not nearly as uh, polished as it was now. So. It makes sense, especially when it's like your first sh- time doing that kind of format. There's going to be some obvious like hurdles you need to get over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a yeah, but it's a really good. But honestly, it's a really good dub, and it's really it, it's in that sweet spot because it it wasn't it aired in 2015 because oh, yeah. so because of that we have a situation where we have yeah, like all of the all of the really good foony veterans and foony newcomers so it's like the perfect it's like it was at the sweet spot for me for like the act for the actors involved and and everyone involved gave some of their best performances i absolutely love sunny straight as koro sensei like oh, sunny the best. career the performance best. like no, career no career question. best performance here he's so good as koro sensei um and you can and and you can tell he's having the time of his life playing this character uh, uh, anything, Spencer? Anything else you want to talk about? Dub is really good. Um, I enjoyed the music. I don't think it was the biggest standout part, but the music was still good. The soundtrack was still really good. Um, and like I said in the beginning, my one negative is that a lot of the characters that show up don't really do anything. They they don't have, and it may be more upset when I'm talking to Matt in side chat and he's just like, yeah, no, these guys are like every student's given like a chapter or two to introduce them. And I'm like, wow, that would have been really, really nice to uh, have. But we yeah, that would have been, but we didn't get it. It doesn't make a massive deal, especially in season two, but it would have been really nice to get to know them a bit more before they got flushed out. Um, and gen- genuine, praise to the concept of looking at exams like a battle like a, a like a fight yeah i like that I like because that a lot. those the those visualizations that they do especially in the second season um with finals and all that are fascinating because that sometimes that is what taking a test feels like it does yeah. feel like fighting for your lives and to show that if you take that fight, then you could succeed. Uh, I'm sorry. Like I told God, them, I've been boring in I've been, tears. No, but like I told them, I've been up since like 7:30 to watch the F1 race. Um, but it, that's like the only negative that I can really give, and even then, it's not a massive negative. Show's just show's just genuine. It's just genuine and heartfelt and really, really well made. Alright, yeah, true, yeah, true that. Um, most of my issues with the first season come down to two things. One, the, uh, the somewhat stiff animation that it has, uh, which is kind of a minor thing, but uh, but the more thing comes down to is how it's adapted. Because uh, the first season decides to skip over a lot of the one-off like two off chapters of focusing on specific characters uh in order to uh, uh, characters which 
which is which is a problem because you have all of these because the manga goes the extra length to make sure every single classmate gets their due gets their own art gets their own like little moments to shine and the show opts to kind of be like eh, but we're more interested in like the main three and that's pretty much it uh and they they pretty much skip over a lot of the more bigger development outside of a couple of the uh, like sugino isagai manami some of them do still get big focus but honestly, but like, but like, some of the better arcs of the show are actually like. There's one arc involving, like, there's one arc, uh, uh, involving Takabayashi that's completely cut from the anime, and it's one of my favorite arcs of the entire show of the entire manga. And it, but it's just completely cut. It's gone, and that really and. It wouldn't be so much of a problem if it wasn't for the fact that the first season is 22 episodes and they could have clearly fit like three more episodes in there. Mm -hmm. And I think that it, it, it feels it's a very odd adaptational decision and I just don't get it. I just don't get why they did that, frankly. Uh, uh, this is only really an issue with the first season, by the way. The second season had, adapts pretty much all its... Once once we get into the stuff the second season is adapting then it stops being a problem yeah uh but it's uh but in any but it's really just with that first season because they also rearrange the order of some things like the red eye stuff is actually supposed to happen maybe a little later they adapted really early which is interesting um uh but in any case like it's just kind of like minor quibbles that i have as the fan of a sort of what i think is flawless source material and they're just kind of and just like just I think the manga just did better in most cases. Uh, mm -hmm. In any case, so in any case, let's move on to final scores. Shane, what do you give the first season of Ass Class? I'm giving the first season of Ass Class a very solid nine out of ten. Great show, great characters, great premise, but there are some things wrong with it. Obviously, the uh, lackluster production values, the side characters that don't do anything. I'm not a huge fan of that last arc either on the island it just really didn't hit for me so the season kind of ended on a weak point for me but that's me personally um so yeah it's not perfect but it is still great for what it is so nine out of ten or nine out of ten nine out of ten all right josh yeah i'm with shane i'll give it a nine out of ten all right nine out of ten uh spencer a very very solid nine out of ten like cemented in that category um same same issues uh that everybody else said except for shane in which i actually really liked the stuff on the island um so that's a i just big... didn't find any of the assassins interesting honestly i uh, see I there's found... the man who has the gun and the ramen bowl yeah, and then there's yeah. that one bit, and then it's like, oh, okay, he's just crazed gunman. Cool. That guy's weird, but also, I like the way that the show brings forward that assassins have morals. Even these crazed killers that are basically yeah. told to, like, kill some kids were like, fuck no, we're not killing children, but we can't, you know, let this psychopath know, so they just gave him food poisoning. Yeah. But, like, it's just solid. It's just overall solid season. Um, assassins have Matt what died. Do do? What do we do? <laughs> um, I guess I'm taking over now until okay. he gets back. Um, okay. Um, 
Yeah, but the first season's a nine. First season nine. Okay, I assu- I assume Matt would give season one and nine as well. Yep. Man, what what do we do, Spencer? You know what? We haven't done it in a while. Let's go to sponsors. Oh shit! Sponsors from our nation's capital. Yeah. Uh, give me a, uh, give me a second. This episode um, was sponsored by G Fuel. Use code GAP on your next G Fuel purchase to save thirty percent on your next G Fuel purchase. Shit. What are your favorite G Fuel flavors, Josh? Okay. My favorite G Fuel flavor is Tropical Rain and Hype Sauce. The amazing mm-hmm. mix of pink lemonade and also some tropical flavors really does make a great mix of taste. Delicious. I found sponsor. And not only is it delicious, but it also hydrates you. Also hydrates and it has no sugar, no additives, and it's FDA approved. Which most drinks are, but the the fact that G Fuel has to put that forward is kind of hilarious to me. Anyway, it's actually not FDA approved. I lied. No, yeah, dude. It, first off, it, it isn't because it has fucking some like shit in it that isn't FDA approved in California. Um, dog bark. Uh, okay. A- anyways, today's sponsor uh, is brought to you by the Japanese gaming company Nintendo. Um. <laughs> Nintendo is making a movie. 2022, this season, or this next year, comes a thrilling adventure with Mario, Peach, Donkey Kong, Toad, and Luigi. Who do we have voicing these classic characters? What's Jablin Jables? It's your boy Bowser. And the so cool... Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt as Mario. I'm also back. And while we're at it, uh, did you know that if you gave every Scottish person $100, they would dig a hole to hell and hand deliver Margaret Thatcher over to them? Over to Satan. What the fuck uh, are you talking about? <laughs> he is talking to PA. I don't know what he's talking about, but I'm back. Uh, my internet exploded there for a second, so I apologize. This episode is sponsored by NordVPN. Oh, Nord NordVPN. How many times have you wanted to watch an anime or a TV show, but it's not legally available in your home country? <laughs> more well, times than you would think. More right times than you two. think. Thanks to Hulu. No, we're finishing this fucking ad read. Okay. Thank you. Anyways, with NordVPN, you can basically trick your IP into appearing like it's from a different country, allowing you to browse the web and visit sites that are blocked in your home country or your home network. You can sign up now for your first year 50% off with promo code THEGAP. That is T-H-E-G-A-P. Now, since since the secondary co-host is so fucking flagrantly busy all the time, let's move on to the second season, shall we? Take it away, Matt. But let's talk about that second season. Second season originally aired from January 7th, 2016 to June 30th, 2016. Second season continues the story from Ash Class, as well as wrapping it up, covering the second half of the manga. Uh, 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 second half of the manga. And is, in my opinion, uh, one of the best seasons of anime I've ever seen. I love this season so much. Josh, what do you think of the second season of Ash Class? 
So you know how I said shit's good for season one? Yep. For season two, shit's real good. Yeah, shit's real good. That's how you know it's the good shit. No, this is no, no. This is easily one of my. Yeah, this is easily. Uh, this is just, like just. It starts out swinging and never stops. Uh, Spencer, what do you think of the second season of Ass Class? It's just the first season, but better. It's just the first season, but better. <laughs> that's it. It's good, no shit, real good. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's the. I mean, that's the best thing about it. A bad thing, and I would also argue. I think my favorite, my favorite thing about season two is that it, episodes lead into each other better and more. I really love that aspect, uh, where character because like each episode just kind of like starts to build and build. It builds on everything that the first season set up very well, and continues it in ways that feel natural and engaging, and also introduces other new elements like the Reaper. Um, and brings in a bunch, and brings in the back backstories for certain uh, for characters, including Korra Sensei, and we get to learn more about what is actually happening, and it all makes sense, and it, suddenly the series becomes completely different, and they change the scope of like what the show is actually about, which I think is really cool. Uh, but yeah, I really, really love that second season. That second season to me is what it, the second season to me is what makes. As class, one of the most engaging series, like one of the most, like one of the most engaging shows, although like that one could watch because it's like it just grips you so easily. Uh, special, uh, and once you're on the second season, it's just like full swing from there. So, uh, so Shane, are you here now? Yeah, I've been here the whole time. Okay. All right, uh, J Shane, what did you think of the second season of Ash Class? pretty much everything you guys said like it's it's everything that made season one good and you just make it better and like also turn it into swerve city <laughs> like there are what? several big plot twists in the season that actually make sense so kudos um to the writers for you know figuring that shit out um but yeah it, it's basically just a beefed up season one it's got more heart it's got more of the side characters that got kind of shafted in season one. Um, and it has an amazing emotional core that has a great payoff and will make you cry if you have any semblance of a soul. Yeah, Which thankfully I, I did because I cried like cried. a bitch. The, how badly did you cry, Shane? There were tears flowing down my face. Yeah, you, could, you could feel them. Like, it's just like... Mm -hmm. But um, but yeah, uh, but yeah, let's talk about favorite episodes. Shane, what's your favorite episode of season two of Ash Class? It's, it's episode twenty-four, graduation time. <laughs> Otherwise yeah, known as it's pain. episode twenty-four, graduation time. Yeah, it is. My it's favorite is episode twenty-four, graduation time. Otherwise known Why? as pain. Why? Because pain. Also known as pain. Like this is literally the emotional climax of the entire show. And it does it so fucking well. Like, the thing that got me, ab above all else, you know, saying goodbye to Koro-sensei, everyone coming to terms with the fact that, you know, it's happening. Um, Him doing roll call one final time is what, like, really broke me. <laughs> yeah, say that broke me. I yep. was like, nah! Yep. 
the final row call and and the fact that's and the fact that it's also Nagisa has to want to actually do it as well. Um like that shit like they just everything about that final moment those final moments are built up to so well, so well. And I love and I love how in the show by the beginning of the series it's like, "Oh, we got to kill this uh we got we like we got to kill Koro Sensei." But by the end by the time you actually do have to kill Kara Sensei, you they don't you don't want it to happen, and well, I think well, that's, that's really the that's mark the th- of a great show. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like from the beginning they told you flat out, yo, by the He's end of the die. show, this guy has to die. Like no <laughs> ifs, ands, or buts, and that's mm-hmm. what makes it hurt a hundred times more. Because if you watch you this weekly. If you watch this weekly, you literally spent the year that these kids did with Koro Sensei, like mm-hmm. learning who he is as a person, how he handles teaching, his relationship with each individual student, and it all just piles and piles. And then by the end of it, you're like, well, fuck, I want to kill him. Yeah, like it's, it, it, it's, it's, it's pain. It's pain. <laughs> Literal pain. Like nothing but pain. If you look it's up pain. the definition of pain in the dictionary, you will see it's- Episode 24. Uh, of Assassination Classroom Season 2. Uh, fucking, uh, alright. Uh, uh, alright, since that's everyone's. Uh, let's talk about favorite, let's talk about favorite characters from this season, then. Uh, Saint, do you have one? Or do you have, which one's your favorite? This one's, this one's tough. Um, ultimately, I think I'm gonna go with the man himself, Koro Sensei. I was actually just about to say Koro Sensei. That was going to be my pick too, because I actually want to talk, really talk about Koro Sensei, because I think he's a great character. Spencer, do you have Koro Sensei or? I do not have Koro Sensei. Okay, let's go. Let's let Spencer go first then. Spencer, who's your favorite character? I have not Koro Sensei, but Koro Sensei. I have Nagisa as my favorite character. Nagisa, Um, I love Nag. I love Nagisa. Um, Nagisa is fantastic. Uh, and the ending is the culmination of everything that he went through through this entire show through the constant you know is he a girl we're gonna dress him like a girl because he's a girl um to the ending you know to to the stuff with that guy from new york um it's all fascinating stuff and he's a fascinating character with his mother and his father and how kind of they interact with him and the whole episode with his mother. Um, and, and nobody else could deliver the killing blow that would feel more apropos than Nagisa, the best assassin who finally decided that they would want to take up the mantle of Koro sensei and, um, teach. And then you get a little bit of taste of that at the end. You get, in the manga only, you get one panel that may or may not imply that Nagisa and, um... Kaede. Kaede end up together, which is maximum Kino. Um, But overall, I feel like Nagisa is the complete package of what Koro Sensei was trying to instill in all of the students. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah, I love Nagisa as a protagonist. I think like one one of the things I also love about Nagisa as a protagonist is that he's so different from every other protagonist in Shonen. 
he's just such a different kind of protagonist, and that's what I think makes him great. Is uh, and like he wouldn't you would like because in any other like, you don't you would not expect this kind of character to be like the lead character of a sh- of this show. But uh, Assassin's Creed is a weird show, and it's got like an in- it's got unique ideas, and I that's what I appreciate. But Core Sensei himself is like the man, mm-hmm. and. Let's talk about Koro Sensei because we learn a lot about what makes Koro Sensei tick this season, and it turns out Koro Sensei is just—he's just a nice dude. That's his character, he, he's and just I a nice really dude appreciate that. Just so happened to kill people. If you yeah. may, if you may, he's a nice man. He he's is a nice, a nice man. man. Yeah, he is a nice man, and yeah. I do really. I really love the fact he he just, he just happens to kill people, but he's also just a really cool dude. He's mm-hmm. the nice dude. And I do like, and like for the longest time, the show keeps telling, like telling us, oh, he blew up the mood. He's going to blow up the earth. And you're looking at him like, how can this like nice guy bl- want to kill everybody and, and all that stuff? Turns out, Turns no, he out doesn't actually bullshit. want to. He doesn't actually want to. He was experimented on. And that th- that bl- explosion on the moon was a rat. Uh, it was, was a like, rat. It was a mouse who blew up. And now, of oh, course, as they blow up, it's going to blow up the earth. <laughs> oh, shit. A rat. Because he, <laughs> he's going to... It's so, like, I love... And I, I love... That entire backstory for Korra Sensei is what makes him, I think. Like, that entire backstory mm-hmm. section is just amazing. Shane, you want to have anything to say? Or? Man, like... I feel for him, dude. Like, he's he's just trying his best. He's just, you know... He's trying to 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 live up to, to He's trying to, to live his best life. He's trying to live his best life knowing that it, doom is inevitable. He's trying to keep his promise to teach these kids and, you know, raise them right. And then all the while he's just trying to like come to terms with the fact that he's going to have to leave these kids behind and uh Coral he just pain. wants to set. He just wants to set them up for the best life they can possibly have. Mm-hmm. And then you know everything coupled with his backstory that he was the original Reaper who was then uh, betrayed by his protege and then experimented on, and then that came back to bite him when the the Reaper, the quote unquote new Reaper, is reintroduced and now he's a tentacle monstrosity. And yeah, also, Shiro was one of the uh, scientists in the lab that experimented. He was the on lead. Uh, Shiro was the lead scientist. He was, actually. yeah, was, he was the leader on the the project. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Shiro is just a lead. Shiro is the leader, um, which makes it even more nefarious. But by the way, J. Michael Tatum plays Shiro wonderfully. Just a great mm-hmm. villain performance from him. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and Shiro as a villain, um, fucking. Uh, Shiro is a uh, speaking of just vi- like top tier villains. Shiro is a top tier villain because he's a perfect love to hate character. Uh, fucking just like what, like what a bastard! But you, but what a yeah. bastard! Uh, Shiro is, but good, great fucking villain too. So, uh, but in any case, but yeah, Core Sensei is just like I love everything to do with that section of the show, and it all has to do with Core Sensei, and which is what makes his death at the end pain yep <laughs> pain just just <laughs> absolute pain <laughs> i want to die but in any but yeah uh so meanwhile let's talk about least favorite characters speaking shiro. of shiro 
I actually have another candidate for you. Shiro is up there, but I want you can talk have, about Shiro because I, I have, have another candidate, and I'm pretty sure Spencer might have the same one. I think they might have the same one, Matt. Who is your let's go? Here? Let's go have them do Shiro first. Okay. Though. Okay. So Josh, Shiro is a bitch. Fuck this guy. Like this guy. You know, you know, yada, 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 did experimentation, yada, yada, everything he did to Koro-sensei. Uh, need I remind you, he assaulted a woman? Yeah, he oh, did. Get the yeah, fuck he out of here. He is a bitch. Like, multiple times he assaulted a woman? <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's what End we call, stories. he is he what is we a, call a no. He is, is what a we bastard. call die. Please die. I, 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 I wish a very, I wish all Shiro a very die. Which I mean, he does. So you know, thank God he does uh, die. Rip, like rip, rip, and uh, rip, <laughs> rip and pepperoni. Yep. Rip and pepperoni. Um. So so uh, my least favorite character because I think Spencer might have the same is Nagisa's mom. Yep. That was my runner. Um, That's my boy. Nagisa's mom. Nagisa's mom. The worst. One of the worst anime parents in the history of the medium. Need I, I remind like... you, she assaulted a child. <laughs> Need I remind yep. you that she was so f fucking upset that she that had a, she had a she boy, had a not boy, a girl, not a girl that she ruined and emotionally scarred a young boy's life. And, like, keep in mind, you know, I get it to an extent, okay? Little little backstory, you know, when I was younger, maybe, like, five or six, maybe seven, I was put in dresses. Um, like, even if you're not, you know, also verbally and psychologically tormented by your mother, um... Being and, you know, a, physically assaulted. So being a a boy and being put in, like, a dress or something, really fucked up because you start to be like, uh, well, I don't feel comfortable in this, but they're just, what, Nagasi's mom? Nagasi's? Nagasi. I keep on saying Nagas Nagisa's mom. There you go. Um, just does what she wants because she, her husband left her because she's a psychopath. Um, and he dipped. Yeah, that that husband. Yeah, that husband's got the right fucking idea. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, it was, it was like, good. Yeah, yeah. it's a little shitty. It's a little shitty that the dad never seemed to show up with Nakisa again. I'm pretty sure. Um, but what I remember until the uh, end. Yeah, and it was yeah. Once yeah, once he shows up the end, that's nice. But if I could, it was. It, I do think I do. I like the like the dad. I do remember the dad kind of just also abandons him, which is kind of ugh. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, but. It's also understandable to an extent because of his wife, mm -hmm. who is yeah. going to burn a school building to the ground because his, her son wants to stay there. Yeah. Because, she, because she was never good enough. She then puts all that expectation expectation onto like a fifteen year old boy. And yeah, I think the worst thing is, is that Shiro's a bastard, but I know people like Nagisa's mom, and that scares the fuck out of me, quite frankly. So yeah, Shiro is like a comic book villain, while Nagisa's fuck Nagisa's. Why do I keep Nagasi. saying Nagisa? Nagisa Nagasi keeps on rolling off the tongue. 
Nagisa's mom is like a legitimate human being that exists in this world. And I, much like Matt, I know people. I know I have friends that have mothers that that are like that, and it's terrifying. Nagisa's mom fucking blows. Hater. Uh, Garbage uh, mother, garbage woman. I don't even care that they redeem her, sort of. She's literal trash. Alright, let's talk about other stuff we really like about the series. Shane, anything in particular you want to discuss from season two that was that uh, that uh, caught your eye? Good, bad, anything in between? Animation gets a good bump. I'm happy with the increase in production value because the show looks and moves great in this season. Yeah, especially since there's a lot more action this season too. I think it it had it needed it. So yeah, it definitely Uh, a solid improvement. Yeah, it definitely a solid improvement. Uh, uh, we haven't talked about them yet, but the o- like o- the OPs for this season in particular are really good. Oh, the season God, has the best yes. one. Bye bye yesterday. Bye yeah, bye yesterday is is like top ten, like like a hundred percent the best OP the show has. Yeah, it's it's yeah, so no. good, and it, it's it's the best OP in a show that has really shockingly great OPs from start to end. Like all four of them are excellent, and. I will um, say, just just side note about Honestly, I think Bye they just Bye. get better and better that, um, as they go on. They do. But side note about Bye Bye Yesterday, while I totally get why Josh wanted me to wait to actually watch the opening, I will also agree with Matt in which it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, like if you don't know the contacts, like it's not going to give anything away. Yeah. And yeah, I do love, by the way, how the day out, how in the end of the OP, you see the day slowly counting down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then for the last episode, for the final episode, uh, Future Time. Yeah. It's congratulations on graduating. Yep. And yeah, that, uh, that's, that, that's, a, that, that's also pain. Pain. Yeah. He, he, he stood in that building knowing full well he was about to die and wrote everybody steps to, steps to live by and you know things and individualized too for yep. every single student yep imagine really? if i had a teacher like that man that would change my fucking life man and ah! I, I think end of the day that's that was the point of assassination classroom was <laughs> that everybody will have teachers that they that speak to them you know i can name grade school, high school, and university uh, teachers and professors that I consider, like, best of the best, like, Mm -hmm. genuine human beings. And that's the most important part, is that this show looks at different teaching styles and how some might work for some people, but in the end, it's all about being genuine and kind-hearted and looking out for your students. Also, adults suck. Adult, adults, the show hates adults, which to be fair, same. So same. adults blow, being an adult True. blows. <laughs> True. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Josh, anything particularly you want to talk about with this season? The show slaps. That's that's pretty much it, man. The show, the show fucking slaps. Like that's yeah, great. That's... Um uh honestly, uh Sensor, anything else you want to bring up or um second verse, same as the first, except it's just uh it's just better. It's just it's just a better first season, as I said. It's just in, better, in the and also has a brotherhood caliber ending. 
Yes. I are oh, yeah. Solid top top five ending uh, of all time. Um, Any show that dedicates its final episode to epilogue to me is top tier immediately because that just means you know they gave a shit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, the final episode of this is so good because it's all just epilogue and every character and you kind of do kind of learn what every character ended up doing, which I really like. Yep. Um, fucking, I love Karma became a politician, which I think is hilarious. Yep. Hundred percent. I see it. I saw. But it. he did. But he is bloodthirsty, so you know it makes sense. Yeah, yeah it fits. It fits. Yeah, uh, he became a politician, and Nagi said becoming a teacher and being in a class of delinquents and being like this, and also being the same size. I think is it's one funny poetic and poetic, but also the kind of thing where like now it's like i can just imagine these cl class of like these massive like fucking delinquents are scared of this small little this fucking, fucking teacher with six nothing <laughs> because yep. he'll just look at you and then and then fucking terrify you I mean, it's like this man has killed <laughs> i also want to give special shout out to karasuma because that man is a Bonafide G, like that man is a hero. Wrong. He he got bitch sensei, which is great. He we also haven't mentioned bitch sensei, who I actually bitch, really like. Bitch sensei I really like is her great. Too. I love her. She has massive gazongos. I just, so they're I just, bigger in the show than they are in the manga too. Oh, they up yes. your size because they, they because they knew what they were doing. <laughs> I just want I just want everyone to you know um understand the fact that um they fuck no they do like like i love like at the end of the show when they're flirting that's not like innocent flirting that's like we've fucked and we'll fuck that again is, we are flirting. married and we have fucked but i also <laughs> do like though karasuma the the fucking hero has changed absolutely nothing about their dynamic Mm -hmm. Well, you know, Karasuma, Karasuma as a character was perfect from the get-go. He didn't need any development. No, no, he was just he cared for them, but he was also stoic. He was he, he was, was a the, stoic military man, but by the end, he too was in tears. He, yeah, he, he, he was, was stuck. He was the king of the JSDF, and, and he was he was stuck between a rock and a hard place between you know doing his job and being loyal to the kids. Being loyal to the, the kids, kids. Also and also I do like kind of like the friendship dynamic that he forms with the weird friendship he forms with Car Sensei over the course of the show. Yeah. Mm. yeah, it's literally just like like straight man funny guy. It's a straight man funny guy. Oh my god! Like the two, it's a the two, well, the two of them are kind of like it's kind of like the fucking like because they're technically coworkers. Because while well, he's trying to kill Car Sensei, he's also technically his coworker. Yeah. <laughs> so. They're just a Japanese <laughs> comedy duo. Yeah, it's yeah. a straight up Monzai act. Like Yeah, Monzai act, which is great. Uh and I also I also love Koro Sensei's uh human disguises when he goes out. Mm -hmm. Because it's literally oh the worst disguises God, in the history. <laughs> but no one questions it. <laughs> no one questions the seven foot something dude. <laughs> With like a fucking fake mustache. That, um, apparent, that that doesn't move his mouth when he speaks. Clearly a 2K. That must, that must have been great for Sonny Strait, by the way. No more lip flaps to follow. No. Um, uh, that's although, that's like, your, that's like I, your dream as a voice actor. <laughs> I will say, even though he got, like, zero real development, I think Red Eye is the coolest 
Red Eye is so cool. I love Red Eye is cool, and I also like how it does tie into the Reaper stuff later on. Like he actually does have a purpose, and he does come back. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also do love though how they just gloss over the fact that the Reaper attacked him, and he just is like, "Yeah, I don't die that easily. Don't worry about it. Shut up." To be fair, in the ant in the manga, that's actually something the anime improved on the manga because in the manga, uh, they don't explain it at all, and he they don't even mention it. He just comes back. He gets attacked um, by the Reaper, and then he just shows up again, and it's like, oh, Red Eye! And then that's it. Like, there's no... Ec- like, in the anime, they just added the line of, like, oh, yeah, I evaded capture and shit. Like, that's pretty much what it is. Amazing. So, yeah, because the, the, the anime did not do that at all. The manga did not do that at all. But in any case, uh, I think it's time we talk about final scores for Assassination Classroom. Shane, what do you give the final season of Assassination Classroom? 10. Certified Kino. Nothing but pain. But well worth it. But well worth it. Josh? 11 out of 10. Oh, he coveted like 11. I cried like a little bitch. I am not ashamed of it. This is peak. You know what? It's okay. Peak it's fiction? okay to be in touch with your uh, feelings, son. Peak fiction. Peak fiction. <laughs> uh... Uh, Spencer? Uh, can I please get a 10 out of 10? Uh, please get a 10 out of 10, because this is peak fiction. This is a certified hood classic, <laughs> and this gets stamped with my official seal of That's a Tasty Meatball of a show. <laughs> <Mwah. laughs> That's a Tasty Meatball. <laughs> That's an episode title waiting to happen. <laughs> That's a Tasty Meatball. <laughs> I'm giving this the coveted 11 out of 10. I love Assassination Classroom. I love the second season, and I love the manga. It's one of my favorite show. It's one of my favorite series, and I, I've, and I'm always gonna keep it as like a like a, a show that's near and dear to me personally. And I love, and I absolutely really love how they adapted the second season, second half in particular. All right, so I think we're pretty much good to go, which means that it's time for a random anime generator. Here we uh, you, you don't know go, how this. Boys. If you don't know how this works, we rotate every time between a pick between me and Shane, as well as a randomizer. Assassination Classroom was my pick, and so it's time for the randomizer. This is our first true randomizer since, like, May, because we had a sports one, and then... Because what? Because we also had the sports one in July, so this is... It's been a good fucking while, actually. So... Uh, so, uh... How so? How do we want to do this? Are we gonna be doing? Uh, we we do this in any way, shape, or form we want. This is a complete freebie. So. I have a request. What is the request? Since we just covered a show that was basically fifty episodes, I request we do something shorter. However, I want to be a chaotic gremlin, and I want to set our episode count from two to ten episodes. No, dude. Oh boy, wait, that. Oh, wait, okay. Wait, that that's so, going to limit our options, actually. Let me see, because mm. I'm no, on do two to thirteen, man. Like that's just a little time out. I'm on the website right now. We have <laughs> seventy-one options. Wait, what? Between two? Oh, that's it. Never mind. It it don't do two to ten because it includes question marks. Because I got Porto to okay, to show twelve. Up. Porto. So let's do between one and thirteen. Wait, wow! Stop me. being a little gremlin. Five centimeters per wow. second is not three episodes. What? It's split into three episodes on Crunchyroll. Okay, one to thirteen, um, Matt. Just to just to one to thirteen, man. 
You know what? I'm going to do 1 to 12. Thank you. Okay, you know what? Fine. 1 to 12. That's fine. It's the middle it's the middle ground between both of you, so y'all stop okay. arguing my fucking If you want if you want to be a gremlin, let's do no genres, new included, no excluded genres. Just hit the All button. and all any? <laughs> just do all any. Just hey, hit the button. It has to be, uh, just fuck, hit hey, what, the button. What scores do you Jesus. want? What score do you want though? Between three to ten. Three to ten. Alright. Just just uh, between 1970 right, I need I need a I need I need the council I need approval of the council which is everybody so Spencer are you down for an all any so 1 to 12 3 to 10 sorry 2 to 12 3 to 10 1970 to 2021 no we're doing 1 to 12 okay 1 to 12 3 to 10 1970 to 2021 includes all genres excludes none of it yeah I'm all fucking for it. Oh God, Shane, <laughs> Shane, Shane! It is it, uh, Shane. If you if you approve this, that means we're doing it. This is that we need a unanimous approval for an all any. You know what? I led this thing. I wanted it to be a chaotic gremlin. I'm sticking with it. Let's fucking do all it. any. Well, Let's be, go. Wait, it's wait, an wait, wait, all Matt, any. Before, be, when you hit that button, do not tell us what it is. Print screen it and post it in podcast. Okay, I may make a noise when we see it though, because I don't. Because that I, is fine, but that's just fine. print screen right, it. I'm and generating the it. show. <laughs> he, okay, he made a uh, noise. post it. Right. Matt, is it legally it. available? That's the first thing I need to ask. <laughs> okay, I need to. I need to see oh, if I can no. get it for screenshots. Oh I, it's gonna god! Be thick. No, it's a good one. Did I get it? Okay, but here it is. Could it be? Oh god. No fucking way! Oh, are you fucking? Let's go! Let's go! Let's are go! you fucking kidding me? Woo! <laughs> the good shit. This we are is... two for three on all ennies. I am suddenly oh not scared anymore. My fucking god! <laughs> fucking maximum kino. Well, I guess I'm not picking it next year then. <laughs> In any case, so yeah, next time on the podcast, we will be covering the 2015 anime. Also, ironically, one of the first the one of the first three simul dubs that Fooney did along with Assassination Classroom. Ironically, we're doing Death Parade. We're doing Death Parade. Uh, I I, I cannot believe our I fucking can't luck. fucking believe it. <laughs> uh, all right, so next time on the podcast, we'll be covering. The 2015 psychological thriller, Death Parade. I'm your host, Matt, aka Legion X. You can find me on Twitter at Legion X, as well as on YouTube at Legion Rex. With me, I also have my co host, Shane, aka The Bearded One. You can hey. find him on Twitter at Bearded Gaming Network, as well as on YouTube, where he posts unboxings, let's plays, gameplay videos, podcasts, numerous other stuff. You can also find him on Twitch, where he streams every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 7 to around 10, give or take. And you can, and he is back. To, so he and he's officially back to streaming, and with a new setup. Mm -hmm. So I just have, have one thing so, to say: if you don't come to my streams and follow me on Twitch, that's no good. With me, I also have my co-host Spencer. Uh, you can find him on Twitter at Beery Burt with two E's. Two E's. He likes a lot of cosplay pictures. And also, hey, I have. Uh, just, just before. Wait, never mind. Before you, you, you continue. Um, let me just really quickly. Uh, wait, sorry. Uh, you do your outro, and I'm gonna get this set up.
All right, and then we and we also have all right, uh, and we also have our other host Josh. You can find him on Twitter at Reborn Weeb, where he's constantly lurking under Nick's posts. What's up? What's up? Yeah, what's up? What's up? How you okay. doing, bro? Okay, so to get Death Parade was a point six one percent chance. Sorry, yeah, no, sorry. Like- a point zero six one percent chance of getting yeah, we, death. We, we have god uh, tier luck skills. Yeah, god tier luck skills. Uh, so, uh, god tier. This also gives me an excuse to rewatch Death Parade. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it's been a good bit. I really, because I really love that show. All right, so, uh, so uh, I'm your host, and we'll see you all next time for Death Parade. Yep. Right. Oh my god. Peace out, you little babies. Thank you for listening to The Gap. If you like what you've seen, you can subscribe to The Gap Podcast YouTube channel to get the latest podcasts as they go live. Be sure to like and comment and let us know what you guys think of the show. Thank you very much for tuning in, and we'll see you next week. Don't get the